everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic start to 2024. I'm Debbie Roberts, owner and financial advisor at Property Apprentice. Join us today for the Week in Review, where I talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer. Our topics for this week, first up from Good Returns on the 16th of January, plenty of twists and turns to come. Second topic from One News on the 17th of January, average property values rise for a third month for Logic. Third topic from interest.co.nz on the 17th of January, latest Reserve Bank figures indicate that New Zealand's home owner occupiers appear to be betting that interest rates will start coming down again sooner rather than later. And fourth topic from RNZ on the 18th of January, Minister demands Kayanga Ora fill empty social houses. Fifth topic for this week in review from Good Returns on the 18th of January, DTIs on investment property don't make sense. So first up for this week in review from Good Returns on the 16th of January, plenty of twists and turns to come. ASB has outlined five key risks that could make 2024 as unpredictable and volatile as last year with plenty of twists and turns to come. Number one, inflation persistence. The duration of global and New Zealand inflation remains uncertain. Over 90 basis points of OCR cuts are projected for 2024. Estimated New Zealand CPI inflation in 2023 was 4.5%, expected to ease below 3% in 2024. Secondly, fiscal policy. Balancing fiscal policy objectives to lower inflation without hampering economic performance is crucial. There's a risk of fiscal belt tightening impacting the cyclical downturn and long-term economic prospects. Thirdly, population growth. The continuation of record net immigration rates raises questions about economic, labour and housing market impacts. ASB expects a slowdown in resident population growth but risks lean towards sustained inflows affecting inflation and infrastructure. Number four, housing. Balancing strong population tailwinds and stretched affordability pose a challenge. Affordability concerns persist with high debt servicing costs and a cooling labour market. House prices are expected to rise between 7 to 10% in 2024, according to ASB. And number five, geopolitics. A year of global elections amid heightened geopolitical tensions may lead to significant volatility and directional changes. Geopolitical risks, for example, Gaza and Ukraine, could trigger market shifts. A US Trump victory may impact interest rates and currency dynamics, just to name a few things that a US Trump victory could affect. Second topic for this week in review on the 17th of January. Average property values rise for a third month from CoreLogic. New Zealand's property market continues its rebound, recording a 1% increase in average property values in December, according to CoreLogic. The average property value has now reached $924,489, which reflects a 2.1% rise over the past three months since September's cyclical trough. The recent gains were widespread across major centres, with Tauranga, Auckland and Christchurch all recording increases of more than 1%. CoreLogic New Zealand's Chief Property Economist Calvin Davidson commented that the continued gains were unsurprising given the recent rise in housing market sentiment. Factors contributing to this include the change of government, a peak and even some falls in mortgage rates, 
continued employment growth and surging net migration. Davidson acknowledged that affordability pressures remain a major concern, with mortgage rates dropping for some durations, but shorter fixed terms such as one year remaining high. This strains aspiring homeowners' ability to enter the property market. Regarding the market outlook for 2024, Davidson expects a degree of continued patchiness, influenced by factors such as mortgage rates and potential debt-to-income ratio restrictions. Queenstown stands out, defying the downturn, with values almost 6% higher than a year ago, reaching a new peak of around 1.77 million. The overall market recovery may undershoot some expectations, and Davidson emphasises the role of psychology in the housing market, suggesting that sentiment may not always align with fundamentals. Investors' positive mood following the change of government may not translate into a significant increase in buying activity. He anticipates a reasonable 10% growth in sales activity this year, but it will be from a low base. If you'd like to learn more about investing in property, join me at one of our free events called How to Succeed with Property Investing. I'll discuss strategies for successful investing from my perspective as an experienced investor and financial advisor, available live online or in person in our office in Ellerslie in Auckland. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. We don't sell property, so it's all about increasing your knowledge to reduce your risk. If you've already been to one of our free events and you'd like to find out more about how we can help you to reach your financial goals, you can also book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, via the website. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Third topic for this week in review from interest.co.nz on the 17th of January. Latest reserve bank figures indicate that New Zealand's homeowner occupiers appear to be betting that interest rates will start coming down again sooner rather than later. New Zealand's homeowners face challenges when interest rates surged in 2021 from a very low base from COVID, catching many people off guard. Initially, people opted for longer mortgage terms to shield against interest rates rising. However, recent trends indicate a shift back to shorter terms, suggesting an anticipation of lower rates in the future. In mid-2021, when rates rose, a significant portion of owner-occupiers had short-term fixed mortgages. By 2022, there was a shift towards longer terms, but by the end of 2022 and into 2023, the trend reversed, with over 60% now opting for terms of a year or less. The data series from the RBNZ highlights these changing preferences, showing a dynamic response to market conditions. The shift towards shorter terms signals a perception that interest rates may decrease soon. Homeowners seem more knowledgeable at adjusting their strategies based on prevailing economic factors. As of November 2023, new mortgages with six-month terms reached their highest share since the data series began, reflecting a desire for flexibility. The popularity of 18-month terms, previously overlooked, also rose significantly. Overall, the data suggests that homeowners in New Zealand remain agile in choosing mortgage terms that align with the current economic landscape. With the majority favouring shorter terms, they appear well positioned to benefit if interest rates decline again. My thoughts on this are that I would expect interest rates to start coming down sooner than a lot of economists are expecting. Uh, I don't expect a OCR reduction in the February announcement. However, 
my pick would be 50-50, that we might get signs of, of a decrease in the OCR in the following OCR announcement, or certainly in the first half of this year. I'd be surprised if it takes longer than that. Got a lot more data to get in before we can make definitive predictions around that. So, you know, feel free to join me at one of our free events where you'll hear me talk a bit more about my thoughts on that and also how you can pay your mortgage off faster. Fourth topic from RNZ on the 18th of January, Minister demands Kayanga Ora fill empty social houses. Housing Minister Chris Bishop has expressed dissatisfaction with the number of vacant social houses owned by Kayanga Ora homes and communities. In a letter to the board, Bishop emphasised that with over 25,000 people on the social housing wait list, social houses should not be left empty longer than necessary. He discovered through an Official Information Act response that approximately 5% of New Zealand's total housing stock, or 3,906 homes, were vacant. Additionally, nearly 20% of new public homes built by Kaunga Ora between June 2022 and October 2023 remained vacant by the end of October, which is shocking. No wonder he wrote a letter. Bishop deemed this situation unacceptable and urged Kayanga Ora to work urgently to fill vacant homes. He also highlighted the need to prioritise families waiting for social homes over empty units. A review led by former Prime Minister Bill English is underway to assess the agency's financial situation, procurement and management with results expected by April. The Housing Minister expressed anticipation for the review's findings. Last topic for this week in review from Good Returns on the 18th of January, DTIs on investment property don't make sense. As property experts project a 5 to 10% increase in prices this year, the potential introduction of debt-to-income ratios or DTI ratios, especially around mid-year, poses a significant variable. Despite a robust end to last year with three consecutive value increases, the property market's recovery in 2022 might fall short of expectations. Calvin Davidson, CoreLogic's chief economist, emphasises the impact of mortgage rate movements and potential counteractions from the Reserve Bank, particularly regarding DTIs. While some, including Finance Minister Nicola Willis and ACT leader David Seymour, oppose DTIs, Mortgage advisor Chris Pedersen anticipates their introduction, criticising their application to all lending, including investment properties. Pedersen argues that unlike in England and Ireland, DTIs should only apply to owner-occupied housing in New Zealand. The debate over DTIs involves considerations of living expenses and potential cash flow impacts for investors. Despite positive investor sentiment following the change in government, the need for significant cash flow top-ups may limit additional buying activity. My thoughts on DTIs is that I think it would be really unnecessary for the Reserve Bank to introduce them this year. Uh, I, I believe that they'd be better off to hold that in their toolkit for when they want to slow the property market down further, you know, when it runs the risk of, of causing some real issues in the economy and either on the bank side of things or on an individual base. So at the moment, with banks testing your affordability at 9% interest rates, when we've got interest rates starting to show signs of coming down, I think that um, there's little risk at the moment for individuals. 
and certainly for the economy as a whole in the banking sector with the deposit restrictions that protect the banks to a certain extent, especially when property markets start to show signs of increasing as well. So join our new and improved How to Succeed with Property Investing event. We've updated our two-hour workshop so you can prepare for what's in store this 2024. What's more, as an experienced property investor and a financial advisor, I'll be sharing valuable insights and expert tips to help you on your journey. Our free events cater to all levels of property investors and first-home buyers as well. And I'll tell you more about how we help our clients achieve their financial goals. So if you're interested in finding out more about what we do, visit propertyapprentice.co.nz today to secure your spot and register for one of our upcoming events. Alternatively, you can book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, through our website. Thanks for listening.